All right, all right. So here we are back in the saddle with another wonderful episode of English and Coffee. I'm your wonderful host, Damian. And today, as I promised in the last podcast, I have a special announcement. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, we're going to do the usual housekeeping and things, let you know what's going on in the world. But I've got some bland coffee that I just picked up from McDonald's, so that's what I'm sipping on. Hope you got your cup. Let's get into it. All right, so you may hear a little background noise here and there. Um, A couple cars are passing, people trying to show off their new wheels or rev their engines, you know, trying to attract chicks because it is summertime and that's what people do. They go out, ride around in their souped up cars, souped up trucks, and girls stand on the sidelines or sit in their cars looking for a group of guys to pass by and then they connect and do what they do. But as I just mentioned earlier, I went to uh, McDonald's and got some bland coffee. I say it's bland because it is bland. The guy was walking up to me shaking it with his hand, so I didn't know they have some type of mixing solution that they do in there. They don't necessarily make your coffee and then add sugar to it. It's just something they mix up, so it already comes pre-made, I assume. But while I was in there, I ran into one of my old uh, people that I used to work with, an old client. I was thinking it was him, but I wasn't sure it was him because he had a mask on, I had a mask on. But he recognized me. I mean, it's been a little while, so he looked a little older, had a little facial hair going. and But he, he acknowledged me. I acknowledged him back. And as I was leaving, he stepped outside and was asking me about some job opportunities in the community. And I shared a few insights with him, you know, hopefully to help him further along his journey. I worked with him before for about three months, and then he had had uh, some things come up. So I imagine he took care of those issues, and he's back on top. He's working, so that's always good. When I met him originally, he wasn't working, and we did a lot of talking, tried to get him in that mindset. We applied a few places, and then I think I ran into him one day at Food Line, and he had on a uniform, so he has on a different uniform now, so I imagine this is his second or third job. Just hopefully he doesn't have a string of jobs, you know, that end, because you don't want to have that type of work history where people think you're a job hopper. You work somewhere for three months, two months or you get fired and you go to this job or that job. But he was actually asking about one of these opportunities we have here. It's a local factory called Grady White Boats, and they make million-dollar boats, a couple hundred thousand dollars for a small boat, but million-dollar boats is basically what they make. They have a bunch of specialists, carpenters, fabricators, electricians, all those types of people working on uh, multiple projects at the same time. Every now and then when they finish a boat, they'll put it out front and you'll see how big it is so they're they're doing some good things but he was trying to get on out there and was just asking me for a few insights as to how he could uh increase his chances of getting a job with the company working at a factory is a good thing can be a good thing especially if you're young and you want to make some money but as most people when they're young and they start making i don't know five six hundred dollars a week um you know that money kind of slips through the fingers i mean you buy this you buy that Um, I just wish I knew a lot of the financial insights that I have now than when I was 18 working at a factory. I worked at a factory for about maybe two years, made a lot of money, had 401k, all that stuff going on, Um, but it's a stressful job. Eight, nine, ten hours, sometimes 12-hour shifts, you know, working with the same people. It can be pretty stressful. Um, Yeah, I had to get out of there before I ended up hurting someone because... 
If you're on the line with somebody you don't really care for or you have to work with people day in, day out that you don't like and spend that much time with them, it can be pretty stressful. But um, that's not what this podcast is about. Let me take a sip here. This podcast is about some good things. So as I alluded to last time, I told you guys I have some good news. So as you know, I've been working on my podcast uh talking about that website, talking about that website. So to clear up the suspense, the pot, uh, the website is finally here. Now it's in its infant stages. I have a lot of ideas for it, but I want you guys to tell me what you think it should have on it. I already know I'm still diligently working at the transcriptions and I've got about, I don't know, maybe 60% done. Uh, so some of it's ready to go, but I'm going to put that behind a wall. Okay, so you'll you'll learn more about that as I start to enroll that. I'll have maybe about the first five minutes of each podcast, you know, available for you to read for those that sign up to the site, because there'll be different levels. You'll have the basic one that you'll see right now, but for people that go the extra step and sign up for the newsletter as I roll it out, still working on these things, you'll be able to get access to maybe some pictures, maybe some videos and a couple things like that. But for those that want to get a little deeper, into English and coffee and actually have full-blown transcripts, there will be a membership uh, section for that. That's coming. Um, The good thing about the site right now, it does have a contact section on there. So if you're listening from a different platform, you're not listening on Anchor, you're listening on Spotify, you're listening on Google Podcasts, you're listening on iTunes, and you would like to reach out, you know, let me know what you think about the podcast, ask your questions. If you're not comfortable with getting on the Anchor platform and asking your questions, feel free to go to www.englishandcoffee.org. That's .org. You can go there now. There's a um, uh, an enhanced site for mobile, so it'll work good with your iPhone, your Android, or your tablet, whatever you're working on. And then there's a little difference with the desktop version. But right now there is an about me section up there, basic about me section. Uh, of course, the podcasts are loaded up there. Um, and then you have a contact form. So it's very basic right now. Um, I'm working on some stuff behind the wall that I'll be rolling out, but I kind of want you guys to let me know what you want to see. So I'm not just sitting here creating a bunch of stuff you don't even want. So I'm looking forward to receiving your emails. I'll be looking forward to responding to each and every one of you. I mean, even if you don't have anything, you know, major that you want to talk about or, or whatever, just reach out. Let me know that you, um, you heard this in this podcast and that you're you're on board and you're rocking with English and coffee. Okay, so politics out the way, housekeeping's out the way. I'll give you a little bit of my um, my day or, or how my night ended to start my day. Uh, it was a pretty interesting situation. I was out there with my mother taking her on her normal Friday run. I take her shopping, as you know. And I was hopping in my little, you know, 2008 Ford Focus. I keep it easy. And I turned the key, and then I felt something snap. So my key, not the metal part, but the plastic housing, the case that holds the chip, the transponder chip, broke. So it was all I could do to just keep, you know, cutting it on, cutting it off to finish what we needed to do without the key coming apart in my hand. I watched a bunch of videos last night on YouTube, you know, where they had people on there... um, using JB Weld and doing different things to try to mend the key. Because the last time I had a key that broke, 
I went to uh, the dealer, which is uh, Ford, and with Ford, they charge you about $265 to $300 for a, a new replacement key. So I did that a couple years ago, maybe two, two, three years ago. I went back, paid that kind of price for the, uh, the key, and I said, this time, I'm not going to be paying that for a key. So I went by Lowe's, and they actually have keys there that you could purchase for about $74.95 and $80 with tax uh, and get the same thing. So instead of paying $265 with the dealer, you go to Lowe's or an Ace Hardware or a store like that, and you can get a uh, key at a better price. So that was definitely a plus. I went and finished that up today. Thought about it yesterday once I found out about it and knocked it out this morning after I got done with my documentation. But that's a little bit of what I got going on. Um, got a few more things I can get into, but we'll take a quick break. So let's see. I was on YouTube earlier today. I was watching a few interesting videos. They had a couple of videos, of course, you know about stock. A couple comedy things that I watch, often watch. You know, it's it's interesting just to see what's going on in the world, what people are laughing at. I watched this video on a guy, it said an interview with a sociopath, an antisocial personality. I guess it's a guy who has a few issues going on upstairs, but he handled himself well. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't out of order. I mean, he, he fully understands his diagnosis. And um, he was given an interview on how he tries to stay away from certain people so he doesn't manipulate them. Because I guess it's just in his genetic makeup or in his behavior to when he sees somebody if they appear weak to him that he will manipulate or extort it's kind of like borderline personality disorder i've worked with a lot of people that have had that um diagnosis and there are common themes with that as to where you know i've seen it where they'll have somebody paying their phone bill paying their rent doing all these things and and people don't even see how they're getting wrapped up in it but when you see this person has like six or seven people doing things for them that they could do for themselves it's just like, okay, now you're taking advantage of people, so you're preying on people. So normally, if you were to see somebody in a weaker position than you, you wouldn't, you know, take money from them. You wouldn't, you know, borrow their car or live in their house or eat their food if you knew that's all they had. But sometimes folks with those diagnoses, those are the things they'll do, and uh, it's part of their diagnosis. So it kind of plays off with this codependent type of uh, chemistry or dynamic going on between them. Let's see, I watched another video on here. It was pretty interesting. It was about this uh, lady who was detransitioning from a male. She had transitioned to a male, transgender individual, transitioned to a male, and then decided that she wanted to go back to a female. So this is what you would call detransitioning. I've watched a few videos on this. I mean, the, the transgender community is alive and well. They're thriving. And if you're out there, hey, how's it going? I mean, do what you do. But the detransition is, I guess, a topic of controversy, even within that circle, because a lot of times, now I am not a doctor on this subject. I'm just going on what I've read, what I've heard, videos that I've watched where people are giving their own account, you know, their, their history and what they've been through. So transgender, as, my, as I understand, is somebody that uh, feels they're in the wrong body, they do not identify with the sex that their body says. So they, if it's a girl, she's saying, I'm a guy. You know, I feel like a guy. Or if it's a guy, he says, I feel like a girl. It's not about being gay or bisexual or something. It's just somebody doesn't feel that the body they're in is their body, so it should be the other sex. Now, a lot of times what can happen uh, during childbirth, if the kid has 
more of a male appendage, uh, uh, appendages or something like that, or female appearance, and there's questions with the hormones and stuff. I mean, the parent could just choose to raise this boy as a girl if it's a, you know, if he's got a, if it's a boy but he has breast, or if it's a girl and she has both, you know, both um, polarities, both genitalia. You know, so there's a lot of sticky waters that you can get in there, but. I'm sure at the point, you know, by the time the person's 13, 14 years old, 15 years old, uh, they kind of know what they like, what they don't like. But these individuals, they went all the way through the transition, you know, so they might have transitioned as a teenager and then, you know, 30 years old, they're like, no, nah, I want to go back to what I originally was because they figured out for them that the transition wasn't the key to their, to their uh, mental health issues, you know, it wasn't the key to their dysphoria. Because uh, you also have, you know, that whole gender dysphoria and everything. And hopefully the doctors are out there working with individuals to make sure that they are fully understanding what could happen and walking walking them through different situations, different scenarios. Because once you start doing hormone therapy and gender reassignment, I mean, this there's going to be some irreversible changes. It might be like in this instance where this lady, her voice, you know, was deeper than mine. But now she wants to go back to being a girl, and she looks like a girl. I mean, she's got all the girl parts. She never had the gender reassignment, but her voice sounds like a guy. So it throws people off. Before, she liked it when she was transitioning to a male. Now that she's going back to a female, she's having a hard time dealing with it. But so I was watching a couple of videos on that. Interesting. You always got to widen your, your perspective of the world, your understanding of the world. It's great to be culturally diverse, whether that's race, religion, somebody's politics, educational background. I mean, this this world here, I mean, if you sit here in this little bubble and say, oh, people need to be black or they need to be white, you're going to exclude yourself from a lot of things. So here at English and Coffee, whoever comes, come as you are. You know what I mean? You come in English. I don't care if you're three feet tall, 15 feet tall, 600 pounds, or 20 pounds, we're gonna get it in because this is English and coffee and that's what we do. We talk about English. But now that we have that website, I'm, I'm, I'm loving to hear from you guys. I mean, I'm waiting for it, I'm waiting for it now. I'm just telling you about the site and I'm already waiting for those emails to come flooding in. All right, let's see. Um, I watched another video up here. It was about a, a zoo lion catching a bird. So birds, I mean, lions in the zoo, a wild bird flies into there. It was like one of those herons or something, and it was trying to eat little fish out of the little stuff that they have for the lions, and uh, he made a short meal of it. Nothing too interesting there other than nature doing what it does. Let's see, let's see. Did we get into anything else? Watched a couple of eating challenges. I'm kind of on those uh, mukbangers. I watch a lot of Russian mukbangers, but I also watch uh, some English mukbangers. There's a guy named... Um, beard meets food he's interesting he sounds like um if you've ever seen the movie braveheart with uh, mel gibson you know that i guess this the irish accent he's got a good uh, solid irish accent and he's not playing i mean that's just how he talks so you kind of it's like uh mel gibson from braveheart eating a ton of food great show he has a lot of personality and then i watched a ton of videos on key repair but i didn't have to do anything with it i did buy the jb weld but I don't need to use it, so that's always a good thing. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. I did watch another video, a Russian video. It's a lady I watched, Ira. Uh, she was talking about eight uh, helpful 
applications, Prilegeni, for, um, you know, studying a language. And one that she had mentioned was Drops. I never heard about Drops until she mentioned it, so I'm giving her props. Drops was the application she mentioned. So I downloaded Drops for Russian. Uh, Drops also has English, but it's pretty in interactive, um, interesting interactive application where it'll just, you know, help you broaden your vocabulary if you don't like getting your stuff from context you know like from reading books and you just maybe in the bathroom you got five minutes in the elevator and you want to get a few new english words drops might be an interesting application for you to check out let's see what else did i watch i watched a bunch of uh russian videos on plastic surgery Somebody got HIV from their partner that left and came back. Uh, what else is this? Hmm. Oh, dancing. A lot of dancing videos. This guy named Kidda. He's this young guy. He looks young. He may be older now. I don't know. But, I mean, he could dance pretty good. I mean, I was just looking at it. I don't dance like that. I used to dance back in the day. Right now, I just do a little basic two-step. I keep it easy. I'm not trying to impress nobody. But every now and then, it is interesting to watch... Uh, people and how they move their bodies let's see a few other things up here but nothing nothing spectacular i guess but yeah i guess the main thing is uh the announcement of the podcast and also while i was recording this this individual now i came to this park i came back to this park this is the park um by the town commons where i would go every now and then and I think the last time I came here I was just saying there was too many people but today I came over here and there's barely anybody here so I had a nice quiet spot all to myself but I made the mistake and parked next to this bench so I'm sitting here next to this bench I've been out here recording probably maybe about halfway through the second segment this guy walks up you can see him walking up in my rearview mirror and then he sits right there, right next to my car. And he's just listening to the podcast as we're recording live. So I guess that was my first uh, live recording of um, English and Coffee. I had a listener. I mean, he didn't um, get in the way of anything. But I think he was just sitting around waiting for me to stop talking so he could ask me for some money. But I didn't give him the chance because, I mean... You know, there's a way to approach people. There's a way to do things. I mean, I've got a ton of resources in this car. I've got a list of places that he could go get food, resources. I could give him a business card if he actually wants true support, wants to get on his feet instead of just asking people for money. But um, I hope you guys are doing well. I know I'm doing great. I was working on some more transcripts earlier today. Uh, things are progressing well. was watching some good motivational stuff this morning, you know, getting fired up. I drank uh, a monster. I didn't finish the whole monster. I probably got maybe almost half a half a can left. I'm gonna finish that when I get home. Jumping back on those transcriptions. I don't know how I want to do it though. Like how I want to release them. If I want to release them in bundles, if I release them in bundles, then I've already got a couple bundles to go now. Or do I just wait for all of them to be done and then put them up? You guys, let me know what you want want me to do. But again, that's English and Coffee. Dot org. Check it out. Tell me what you think. Drop by. Say hi. I'd love to hear from you. And on that one, I'm out and I'll see you in the next one.